Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And this is episode 21. And after a long, long 20 episodes, it's finally episode 21, and we've tracked down the infamous Mr. Jason Boryog. He's been on a worldwide tour uh, as a roadie for NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, and The Who, but he's finally here. Is The Who even still alive? First of all, I don't think that I appreciate the fact that you put me in the same boat with NSYNC. I am definitely a Backstreet Boy. We stand corrected. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to try to keep this appropriate. Um, okay. <laughs> the Grateful Dead would have been more appropriate. Whatever. Yeah. He's back from his worldwide tour, and we, we uh, finally got him pinned down. And uh, he's, uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll have to see from the th- thumbnail, he dressed for this occasion. I mean, he put on his nicest captain gear, bow tie. Well, thank you for that, Nick. I really appreciate the great. fact that you, that you called out my, my attire this evening. I, um, you know, I, I tend to take these roles very seriously. And, um, and I take this moment very seriously. So thank you for that, Nick and Dan. Nick and Dan. You guys should have like a radio show. We'll call it Nick and Dan. You know, perhaps, oh, you know what we could do? We could have like a theme night, like every Friday. It's like Sailor Pants Fridays. <laughs> Something like that would be cool. Uh, just Sailor Pants? Because so I'm in. And mesh shirts. <laughs> mesh shirts. <laughs> Are we talking like large mesh or like with a small mesh? Everybody knows you wear extra small, Nick. Well, you know, my nipples still pop through. <laughs> so, you know, that's, oh, that's wrong. Hey, keep it appropriate. All of us have real jobs. Okay. Hmm. Speak, I, speak for yourself, the, Nick. The who will never take you on tour again. <laughs> yes, they will. <laughs> you know what? This is why I can't be on MySpace. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons you can't be on MySpace. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but hey, hey, you might want to buy stock in MySpace because it seems that Facebook. <laughs> hey, it's where bands go to meet. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's true. That's a funny thing. I was so after all this Facebook controversy, I seriously we were joking about it at work. We're like, well, it's time to move back to MySpace. Finally, we'll all have Tom as a friend still. <laughs> we we so at work collectively, we're like, what does MySpace even look like now? I don't think any of us have logged in in five or ten years or something. Okay, it's actually really nice. Wait, really? You have a MySpace account? No, I had to make one to log back sure in. Sure, you had to make one, I, just I like you I had to make a Tinder one. account. I get it, Dan. Yes, I think I still have one, but it's like it was a great place to store photos, but. You know, I feel like after today's uh, Facebook incidents, I feel like they're they're over here trying to like go, hey, look at this one thing we did do, but definitely don't look in this dark corner of the other crap we did. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. That sounds familiar. I almost feel like I should tweet about it until I get impeached. <laughs> oh, so I hey, <laughs> Stormy Daniels is a person, and she has a heart. So you stay away from her. And there was a contract. <laughs> she was supposed to keep her mouth shut. Yeah, I know. I read it. During, during and after, <laughs> she was supposed to keep her mouth shut. So. Oh, no. Oh, man. Jason, you and I and Dan have uh, been really good friends for a long time. Um, and our main connection is through exotics. And, and you're a huge car guy. Everything from the modern with your, you know, you had a uh, V10 R8 to now you have two incredible vintage VW buses. Um, can you give us a little bit of background for the people that don't know you from exotics and, and from your uh, work in the area on where your, your love for cars came from? Yeah, I mean, I think that it was, um, you know, typically as, as any young boy would, you know, see a, a hot rod magazine and go, whoa, what is all this? And you start cutting out pictures and po- pasting them up all over your room. And, and I remember um, having a, um, a poster of a Countach in my room thinking, yeah, one day I'm going to drive that. I still haven't done that. But um, at the end of the day, I just, one car led to the next, led to the next. And um, and then as, as time went on, I used to have conversations, uh, you know, with my father about, uh, you know, 
cars that I thought were the cars to, to have. And then he would counter with the cars that he thought would be the car to have. And of course we were on two opposite sides of the planet, as you can imagine. But, um, I just grew up loving the whole concept of, uh, of motors. And, um, I wanted a, a car that would go fast. And in fact, when I would look to buy a car, my number one thing that I would look at is how high the speedometer would go. Not that I would ever get there, but I just wanted to feel like I could go, which by the way, the speedometer is never right because it never goes 240 like the speedometer says that it should. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not. And yeah. and so that's a little bit of a disappointment. But um, at the oh, end of the I day, I always tried when I was a teenager. Right. Yeah, me too. I mean, there's always another gear somewhere in there until you blow a motor up or something like that. But at the end of the day, I just, I loved cars growing up. Is that why you have the buses? Because the speedometers only go to like 40 and then you, you don't know from there or the fuel <laughs> gauges or the electronic <laughs> gauges. Or <Right>. the- <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a true point. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, when you're driving a loaf of bread around, it's, uh, it's good to not have a, a fuel gauge or a speedometer that works or the one that just dances from zero to 60. I will say, and, and we can kind of get into this a little bit later, but after having the opportunity of driving a couple of your buses, you, you underestimate how fun it is to just go low and slow and just have fun and have time to wave at people and really enjoy the drive. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, I've life in the fast lane and I've enjoyed life in the slow lane and, uh, I'm really enjoying life in the slow lane right now because, you know, you're, I'm always on the right side. I'm getting passed by Priuses and, uh, and I'm just, I'm totally cool with it. And nobody gets mad at the guy in the bus because they, I don't know if they feel sorry for the guy in the bus or what, but they're either waving or they're just kind of doing their thing. And I just take my sweet time. It's like the best stress reliever on the planet. As far as I'm concerned. I think we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast before I've talked about your buses before, and it's a totally, it's a totally different type of experience when you're driving something like that. And I would do it. I would pick one of those over almost any other car just because there's a there's more to driving a car than just the numbers and the stats. We, we've pounded that point to death on this podcast that driving a car is not equal to driving its stats on the spec sheet. You cannot have a bad time in the bus. Well, when it's running, it kind of sucks when it doesn't. But if you're just cruising, I've had some really good times pushing his bus. Dude, to I too. I, mean, <laughs> I actually am cool with the bus not working. I've got yeah. it down to a science. You know, if something breaks, it's like, okay, that should take me about 20 minutes. I'll just crawl underneath it and get busy. And, and if I can try to make it before it gets dark, then I'm doing the right thing. So actually, I have just as much fun driving the buses as I do pulling over and, and fixing them uh, on the road. And I, it, to me, it's hilarious. If it were any other car, I'd be miserable. But for whatever reason, it's like it breaks down and I'm already troubleshooting before I roll to a stop. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the simplicity. I mean, what, what, and you can tell me this. I always get it wrong. How long does it take to get an engine out of a V-dub? Oh, it's like 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Yeah. Four or five bolts, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Yeah, right. It drops right down. It's very exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The simplicity of it makes it It's incredible. really just yeah. a hamster cage that you got to pull out of there. But once you get it, you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as long as you keep your hamster fed. You know. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah. I remember one time we were rolling in uh, Stella. J- Jason's bus, for those of you, uh, jump on Instagram and look up Stella the bus, all one word, and you will find Jason's. Uh, it's your 21 window. Yep. And that thing, we were driving through Ballard, and it was, it was all of us, and it was so fun because even the traffic was slow. Slow for people to just stare and wave. It was like driving a parade float where everybody's <laughs> just happy to see it. There was just... You couldn't do wrong in that thing. Yeah, it was about as fast as a parade float as well. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's a fun little bus, and you know, people per- tend to respect it. You know, they just kind of sit back and let you go slow. And you know, if you want to park on the sidewalk, they're pretty cool about, oh yeah, whatever. No one's gonna tow it. So yeah, that's it's, it's right. Pretty chill. Parked it on the sidewalk. We did. Oh, that, that, they were like, that oh, yeah, store owner was so cool yeah. with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah he thought yeah. it was awesome. We parked right at what was the name of the barbecue place? It's closed now, but uh, Kick and Boot. Yeah, yeah, Kick and Boot was there, and we just parked on Apparently the. Apparently, too many people were parking on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. He was like, "Oh yeah, I just put it right there." Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so great. Totally. Sure. So before, uh, and so you've got Stella, which is your 21 window, and yep. you've got Alice, who yep. is a... 66 Westphalia. Westphalia. Mm-hmm. Is, I've had the opportunity to actually drive Alice from here over the mountains to Leavenworth. Slowly. <laughs> a, oh, but it slowly doesn't, doesn't even touch it. But I mean, we, we, Jason and I, uh, he asked me nicely to drive it over there with a, another group of enthusiasts. And it was I, so much fun. It took us hours to get there. And there's the only one thing we, we Dude, the only the issue bees. we had is, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Jason and I are driving to meet these guys in Monroe and we're driving down the road and, and the Stella has the front windows that, that tip out the safari windows, safari windows, safari yeah. windows. And usually when you see Jason cruising around, the safari windows are put all the way up. The air is coming through and we had left Jason's house and he, he had him at like a slight crook, which is what saved his life. <laughs> Cause we're driving down the road and I'm looking, I'm going, Oh, look at the smoke covering across the road. It's like a really, and I'm like, Oh, that's not smoke. That's bees. And he <laughs> goes through and I'm an Alice who I've got all the windows shut and he's in there just like flinging his arms around <laughs> killing the Oh man, I was in my personal hell. I mean, that was, I'm cruising along and I thought, oh wow, there's like a huge, like a plume of diesel smoke just kind of hovering over the road about, you know, anywhere from a foot to seven feet high. And I was looking at it and I'm like, wait a minute, man. And all of a sudden I'd hear tink, 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 tink. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 those are bees. And then it just was on at that point. And uh, it sounded like that I was getting gravel thrown at me. And I'm looking in my lap. I've got bees in my lap. I got bees in the seat. And those who know me, I am terrified of bees. I mean, like literally, if those windows were up all the way, I would have tuck and rolled out of that bus moving 40 <laughs> miles an hour. And I would have been fine with it while it burnt to the ground because I would have killed the bees. That was horrendous to yeah. live through. You handled it really well. I really you, did. I'm you, proud of myself. You did a very good I, job. I, I feel like that I really did something well that day. I very rarely in our friendship seen you shaken. <laughs> and we got out in that parking lot and you're like, those are bees, man. Bees. You know that was bees? <laughs> and I looked on the front of like the one Alice I was driving. It was just plastic. Yeah, it was like yeah. pudding just <laughs> dripping off the front nose of the bus. We were finding bees for the next two days. They were, and they were half alive. Oh, yeah. It's like they, yeah. even then. Well, was, I mean, if, if I was a bee and I ended up in the back of a... 21 window van i'd go for the ride too. bus bus <laughs> yes let's be very clear about this yeah let's clarify that right bus. now it okay. is a bus yeah. so vans have things painted on the side like maidens with swords and <laughs> well or free candy, <laughs> or free candy. <laughs> yeah I've, i don't know i've seen some free candy v-dubs out there yeah but yeah. i would approach a van or a bus that said free candy i would yeah, not approach yeah. a van i would too i i absolutely i think i would as well <laughs> you know probably does because they candy. probably do have free candy exactly <laughs> free you hugs. know it you know yeah, exactly good old time yeah you, no. you walk up to a van that says free candy and there's just nothing but a mattress back there and that's just <laughs> trust me you don't want to get into that mess yeah i remember, <laughs> I remember the sixth grade that's, um <laughs> i bet you do <laughs> yeah. but before you were you were life in the slow lane you had a an audi r8 v10 yeah. Convertible. Yeah. V10 Spider. So, um, you know, I, in 2008 at the Super Bowl, when they rolled out the R8 commercial, I knew at that moment I was going to own one because I thought it was amazing. And uh, I was really stoked on that ad and I went and watched it a hundred times more and I thought, oh my gosh, I want this car. And then I saw the price tag behind it and I'm like, okay, well, maybe not that bad, but I definitely was really stoked on the car. And this was back when it was a V8. And, uh, and so, what had happened was um, 
uh, I had been looking because I wanted a very specific spec and, uh, and I'd been looking for a while and, uh, um, I'd never driven the V10, but you know, the V, the V8 was out, the V10 had just come out and I still had it in my head. You know how you start to get into that rivers of thinking and you just start to think, I just have to have a V8. This is the one I want. So, um, you know, Audi being the smart guys that they are, they, uh, they had me drive a V8 first and then they said, okay, I know you really love this car, but now just drive the V10 just for fun. Just, you probably won't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead and try this. Right. The difference was, is they were with me in the V8. They weren't with the V10. So they, they had a feeling that I was probably gonna have a little more fun in that car, even though that I swore I wouldn't. And I had a lot more fun in that car. The engine note was ridiculous, right? I mean, it was, that's what got me was the engine note. It just changed everything. And so that's when I said, okay, you know what? I don't want the V8. I want the V10. And then I wanted a spider because I thought that was really cool, but I wanted a black one. And, uh, and just cause I thought the black one was, you know, it's just a cool car. It's just, it's awesome. I, I'm super stoked. And, um, I, uh, I got a phone call from Audi uh, just locally here. And, uh, and I, I was actually on vacation in, in Kauai and he said, Hey, um, we got the Audi that you're looking for. And he knew the spec I was looking for. And I'm like, really, that's amazing. I'm like, well, I'm on vacation right now, but when I get home, I want to come see this thing. And so, and he's like, all right, sounds good. And I go, well, wait a minute, let me just ask you what, it, it, let me run down the list. And I ran down the list and it checked the boxes on everything except the color. It was white. And I was like, dude, no, I, I told you it has to be black. He's like, trust me, you're going to like this. So I said, I tell you what, okay, I'll be home in about a week. And when I do, I'm going to go check this car out. And so I went into, uh, I called him up when I got home and I said, Hey, I'm going to come down and check it out. And, you know, I wasn't that stoked on it. If anything, I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll go out for a little spin, you know, yeah, cause they've never upsold you before. So no, never. Right. Just probably, you know, never. So I rolled down there and they have this car under lights and all the other cars around it moved away. So lit- and they had someone at the door waiting for me with a clipboard. Uh-huh. It might as well have been the lights that it's like the, yeah, the, the, the sun coming out, it was ridiculous. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that's really nice. You know? And, um, took it for a drive and I was, it was love at first sight. I was, I, it was really hard for me to think I'm going to negotiate this car when I knew I wanted it the second I turned the key on. And so I'm like, okay, you know, be strong, Jason. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't let them see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll never know I want it. Yeah. I want it, I want it, I want it. That was me. I was just, I was giggling like a schoolgirl the whole time while I was driving that car. I was having the best time and I knew I wanted it and I knew I wasn't going to go home without it that day. Well, thank God you wanted a black V10 or V8. Right, right, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, and then it, it got worse. So then... You know, we, we quickly negotiate and the, the, you know, the guys at Audi were all over it. They were really super cool about, they knew the fact that I was an enthusiast and they knew that I really wanted the car. So, you know, we came to an agreement pretty quick and, uh, then it started snowing and I thought to myself, wait a minute, how is that a thing? Right? I mean, it's like, it's Bellevue and I just literally signed the papers on this car and it's now snowing. I'm not going to drive a supercar home in the snow because it got bigger and bigger and, and the snow got gnarlier. And uh, I was like, hey, one last thing. I need you to put it in the back of a truck and deliver it to my house. And, uh, and they're like, wait, what? You, you don't want to just drive it home? I'm like, I am not driving this thing home. If it's, snow, if it's snowing here, it's definitely snowing at home. And uh, sure enough, they, they put it in the back of an enclosed trailer and delivered it right to my front door. And I drove it right, parked it right into the garage. I let it idle for a little bit. And then it snowed for like a week and a half straight. So I just sat there and pretty much rolled up a sleeping bag next to it and slept by it. 
And you know Audis. Like, it's not that you're not afraid to take that car home. I mean, your daily is an RS4, and it, I mean, which is an animal car. But I mean, you, it's so going, rare. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, it used to be rare, Dan. <laughs> okay? It was rare until well, everybody in Seattle bought the only one that's out there. Maybe you don't understand. The RS4 around the world is a unicorn. <laughs> there just happens to be a unicorn farm. In Seattle. No, it's, it's more of like a, it's crazy. It's a breeding Everywhere zone. I go, there's an RS4. It's like, it, there's as common as it's Priuses now. It's ridiculous. You sent me a picture last week. I don't know what the title was. You're like, oh, look, my car's original. It's the same color, same car. Totally. Yeah. There's supposed to be 2,500 of those things imported in the United States. And I swear 2,400 of them are right here in Seattle. Well, I mean, one of our most famous stories is the first time we, one of the second time we hung out, we went to a baseball game. And I knew nothing about the RS4. And we're driving downtown to pick up a friend of yours. And you're like, you know, this, and you're not, you weren't bragging. You were just giving me the specs. And you're like, this is how many they made. <laughs> we passed like two of them on <laughs> two the of road. Them. <laughs> two of them. And one of them I didn't realize, but it's the blue one around Bellevue that has the lights that says RS4. RS4. It was like an RS4 party going on right around me. It's like, this is, this is not right. <laughs> you're just like, God, I can, I can believe it. I'd never seen anything like it before. I almost wrecked the car trying to get a photo of it. <laughs> No, it was a great car, but uh, yeah, you, so you, the car sat in your garage for a week, which had to be a little painful after you're just going out for a drive, and you buy this car, and then... It was, but I made up for it. I mean, every blue, blue day, I was out in it, and uh, I mean, I was, the, I was the guy that had the top down, and uh, in, you know, when it was like 30 degrees outside, but it was like heated seats and the great heater, so I was totally fine with it, but I was, uh, every, if the sun was out, I was out in that car, and then I ended up driving that car down to Santa Cruz, and that was... A blast. I think I had more GoPros stapled to that thing than I had any than I had anything else. But it was absolutely an amazing drive. I got all the way down from so I I went from Seattle. I got to Santa Cruz, and I literally could have kept going to Mexico. I was not only it was the most comfortable long range car supercar I've ever been in. I couldn't believe it, and uh, and it was an absolute blast to drive down there. Yeah, I remember you telling me that story about you know banging the speed limit the whole way down and having of course a great I did. time and just absolutely you know, you would never Nick. do such yeah, a thing. Exactly. What? Come you on! Draft, you were drafting behind the Priuses to make sure that the gas mileage was good and you weren't hurting any any environmental. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. I appreciate well, I know, that. I That's that. exactly what I was doing. Coast. Save the trees. Yeah. In fact, I think you even called ahead. You have a, a good friend of yours uh, who we've had a pleasure of meeting, who's a, a CHP, and you're like. I'm coming, and, and, and I need you to give me an escort under the speed limit. And it was a wonderful drive. Yeah, so it wasn't a friend. It was my little brother. I'm sorry, your and, little brother. Yeah, uh, that's right. And, uh, yeah. and, um, and all I did was just call him to just say, hey, I just want to make sure I know what the speed limit is so I don't do anything illegal. And um, he agreed, and then, you know, and I agreed, and then we hugged it out, and then, and then 50, Over the phone. 55 is what I did the whole way down. Yeah, I mean— you know, even mm. even if, just because California says sixty is legal doesn't mean you have to do sixty. You can just definitely do fifty-five. Fifty-five, right? Exactly. <laughs> Sound logic. Exactly. Just yeah. Keeping the public safe. Right. Exactly. So that was a fun car to have. I really enjoyed it. But then there was a point where I was like, you know, I think I want to try to do something different. And uh, and then uh, I started to uh, kind of see. I mean, I've always had a love for the buses. I mean, I always have. And. Um, uh, that kind of came from your upbringing. You've had a kind of an interesting upbringing where you spent half your time in California and half your time in, in Montana, correct? Yeah, indeed, yes, yeah. indeed. So, um, which was really cool because then I had an opportunity to, um, you know, to experience two cultures, right? You've got the mountain life and then you've got kind of the sun, you know, beach culture. And of course, as you could imagine, the Santa Cruz culture was all about Volkswagen Beetles, all about the old buses. And, uh, and that, you know, kind of took back to a conversation that I had with my dad when we were sitting on a park bench, um, eating tacos of all things. And, and he said that, um, 
we were talking about cars and what was the the ultimate dream car. And of course, I jumped right to Lamborghini or Ferrari. I mean, that was just kind of where my head went. And he actually said, you know what, son? He's like, you don't need a car like that. You need a car with class. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, old man. Let's see what you got. And then he rolled out. He's like, you know what you want? You want a you want a 21 window Volkswagen bus. He's like, you get a car like that. And he's like, you'll never need anything else. And I just thought that was kind of funny. And, um, uh, you know, the more you see them, the more you see them around and you see kind of, you kind of grow up just around seeing those and you read about them and you hear about them. And then you, all of a sudden you see them online. Next thing you know, you're like, this is something that I actually could really enjoy. And you just kind of get, it almost becomes nostalgic at that point. And then it becomes an addiction because, you know, I got the 21 window and, um, I had to interview for it. Like literally I've never had to interview for a car. It was ridiculous. And this guy had a ton of people that wanted the car. And the very first thing out of his mouth was, um, you're not going to try to negotiate with me, are you? And I was like, oh yeah, no, of course not. Wink, wink. I quickly realized he was not kidding. It was no negotiation. Like the conversation would have ended this is abruptly. This black R8 right, V8, right? Because <laughs> I don't negotiate. You can't talk me into this. <laughs> right. And so, you know, the thing is, is the car had everything wrong with it. I mean, literally everything wrong. There was an electrical fire that had gutted out all the wiring. The brakes were shot. Every, everything was shot. Mo in, the components of the motor were shot. The transmission shot. I mean, the headlights, one of them worked. The other one was like a candle. I mean, it was... The, the only thing that worked was an old garbage Rockford Fosgate amp that was sitting in the back that kind of popped. And uh, that was really the only thing that worked. And um, so I had to just get in there and get, fix everything, right? And um, and now, you know, as you know, Stella is, is in, in great condition. And then um, uh, later... Yeah, she's a model. She is a model. She's a model. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. She is. Yep, yep. So, she's Instagram and internet. Famous. She is. She is, right? Now I'm just waiting for that Insta Instagram and internet money to come rolling in, which just doesn't exist. She's famous in a few other circles, but we can't talk about that. Yeah, we, we, we try not to. <laughs> yeah. So, And then Alice, on the other hand, is a 66 Westphalia, and that one... Um, I really liked that one. It was unique because it's a walkthrough, which the campers are typically not walkthroughs. And so it was a walkthrough and, uh, it's got, um, a bamboo floors and the ceiling is birch and all the cabinetry is birch and it was done really well. And it was one of those things that, you know, I, I, it's not that I was fatigued on working with Stella constantly. I think I just kind of wanted something different. I wanted a camper. And when I saw this thing that it just got rolling off, uh, basically just done, I, I love the idea of just saying, you know what, it'd be nice to have one that's done. Coincidentally, however, I've had a lot of problems with Alice as well, but again, it's, it's, I don't even look at it as problems, right? It's so fun to wrench on those on those buses. Well, no, Alice is kind of famous. I mean, she was on a TV show before she, you bought her. That's right. She was she on was. Uh, Spike uh, Ferrison's uh, show about, uh, I forget the name of it, but... Uh, Car Matchmaker. Car Matchmaker, yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, she was. And, I, and it's funny because every time I see that, that, that episode, it's, I'm like, I know that. I've driven that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. And what's funny about that is if you watch the video closely, she drives like 100 feet with the blinker on on that car. With no intersection in, in sight. So, which is funny about the car, because if you've never driven a Volkswagen bus before, you have to manually turn off the, the blinker as you do. Sounds like a motorcycle. I'm, yeah, right. Yeah. And so it'll just stay on forever. I'm pretty sure I drove from your house to Sultan with the uh, you did. blinker off. Yeah, yeah, you did. It doesn't tick. It doesn't. No. It yeah, just, you it, don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was too busy dealing with the, my bee disaster to even care what was going on. So, so yeah, no, Absolutely. Let's take a let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk a little bit more about bus culture and your history with cars and everything else.
Hey everybody, this is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free, but remember you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And we're back and I wanted before we keep going. I wanted to give a shout out to our friends in the Washington State Patrol of all places because I know we actually have a lot of state trooper listeners, and we thank you. Yeah, and then and like they're following us on here instead of following us down the road, which they should be doing because you know I think they still do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, you know, we're hoping to start a program like they did with the Blue Bears, where you, know, where you get pulled over and you've donated, and so you don't get as bad a fine, but you know, something like that. Rain City Supercar guys. <laughs> I've got the law enforcement memorial plates, so. I don't know how much that helps. Yeah, anybody can get those on eBay, though, Dan. <laughs> anybody can go get them just by paying for them. <laughs> and just so we're and clear, it goes Washington State Patrol, that <laughs> would be uh, open road with a Washington State. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, like they couldn't look it up. I'll just put a giant Target sticker in the back of my car, as if it's not enough already. I got to catch you first. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. Cannot run the radio, unfortunately. Well, no, we definitely like uh, we've 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 gotten some feedback from those guys, and we're really appreciative of their support. So yeah, yeah. So thanks for listening. Nice to know that we have uh, friends out there in law enforcement because we are definitely. A we back- didn't pay for these ones either. Yeah, we're definitely back to blue people though. So. You're impressed, Jason. I know. I really am actually because it's the it's the law enforcement that brings the tow trucks to me when I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, it looks like you had a fire. No, 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 no that's no, no, normal. No, 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 no. They always do that. They usually burn to the ground like that when they spark afterwards. I will say that. And I want to get back into this, the V-dub culture because it, 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 I'm learning through you. And I find that in the V-dub culture, you either find the guys that have, have fixed it just enough so that it's running. No paint, no nothing. Or it's been done totally custom to their, their liking and it's, and it's cherry and there's still work to be done. Like you said, like there's always some electrical fire or a gauge or a, one of the coolest things. And, and I, I, I stick on this all the time is Stella's drink holder. That is cool. That is what it's aluminum or what is it? Yeah, it's iron. It's actually it's iron, really funny. Sorry. So, um, so Volkswagen had a, uh, a contract with Coca-Cola back in the day in the sixties where, um, it was a Coke chiller is what it was called. So basically it's a little steel grate that sits right on the, one of the vents in the front of the bus. And the whole concept was you put your, your bottle of Coke in there and, uh, and it's supposed to keep it cold. Well, you know, there was no AC back then or any of that in a, in a Volkswagen bus by all means. So your AC was your safari windows kicking forward. And the concept was if there was enough wind on that, that will actually cool it. Whether or not that's right or not, every time I put my hand on it, it's like 100 degrees because the sun's banging on it. So I don't know what the heck they're talking about, but it's a cool thing, and I've got it in there. V-Dub makes air conditioning. I've seen them on the bugs, like where it clicks into the, the window. Swamp cooler. <laughs> swamp cooler yeah, thing. those yeah. things are pretty so awesome. I mean, awesomely. Those yeah. actually yeah. work pretty well. No, I mean— I've been in a car with those. I had— Jason has taken me to a couple of VW meets, and the last one we were at was incredible. I mean, we saw some incredible things, but I was looking at the actual— logistics of that thing and hanging it in the window and the way it worked and i mean it's just i mean yeah i i, I looked at, I, first i looked at him i go are they putting jet engines on the side of these things or what is this so, you know yeah it's pretty cool. It's really cool volkswagen has had some really cool gimmicks over the years i don't mean the bud vase in the new beetle but like uh have you ever seen the towing apparatus they had for the original beetle yeah Back before safety was anything oh, no, at you all you just hook it to the bumper and you pull it up on the tow truck yeah on the roof no on the roof it, it was a it, gooseneck the... attack attack uh 
adapter for the roof. Oh, for the Beetle. For the Beetle, and not they, the bus. And you could do like a... Yeah, yeah you could turn it. Yeah. It was, you could yeah. turn the car inside underneath it. There's it, a video on YouTube that shows yeah, it. it. It's pretty trick. It is. Which the, amazes me because when you think about the horsepower that those Beetles had... Dude, totally. Towing a trailer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, you got this little tiny dinky little motor. It's 40 horsepower. I was going to say 36 horsepower, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. The Beetles? Yeah. Yeah, 36 Rough. horsepower. And you have, I mean... A lot of people, they, they drive their cars and, and they're local and fun, but Stella goes on vacation with you. Yeah, she Which does. is something really neat. She does, yeah. So, um, you know, as you know, I've got an RV and I've got an enclosed trailer. And so um, whenever I go anywhere in the RV that uh, allows me or requires me to need an additional vehicle, I take the most unreliable vehicle that I have, and that's Stella. So um, I shoehorn her into the back of an enclosed trailer and... Uh, and uh, do my thing. So um, it's been pretty cool. But yeah, no, I drive Stella a lot, um, you know, because these buses, you know, they lasted all these years, right? So if you last all these years, you know, you got 50 years behind you practically. You've got, um, it's one of those things that you uh, you drive it. You get it out of the garage. And uh, it's cool to see them, but it's cooler to see them rolling. Oh, yeah. I'm, I have, we've never been in that 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 car where we haven't been waved at, honked at, or been told a story. I mean, I thought I used to get it bad with the Triumph. And everybody has a story about a VW van. Of growing up in the 60s and, and either, you know, driving somewhere or driving cross country in them. Or just, you know, being born in one. Right. Some, I mean, incredibly Conceived fun. in conceived, one. <laughs> conceived and born in the same one. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then yeah. conceiving their children totally. in the same one. Totally. So, yeah. No joke. No joke. Yeah. I, if, in fact, I can't tell you. I've got a... A ton of stories where people were, they tour across Europe. They've been everywhere. They went from New York to Colorado and it took them forever. I mean, there's a, it's just, there's a really good documentary out there called uh, Circle the Wagon. And it's, um, and it's basically about these two guys that um, go and buy a bus. And uh, it's like, I think they picked it up in like Nebraska and it was just a heap, sight unseen. And uh, I think it took them almost two years to finally get it. But when they finally got it back, they drove it down the Santa Monica Pier. And uh, um, pretty amazing on the story behind it and the camaraderie behind the Volkswagen bus culture. And and it changed these guys on how they think about people and how they interact with people on the road. They would, they would break down. And there was this thing called Airs, and uh, and it was a online group of Volkswagen enthusiasts that if you were in an area, you would just basically call one little hotline, and like a cavalry of Volkswagen buses, they'd all come rolling in, everybody with tools, and their goal was, let's get this thing rolling again. And they helped them get across the country. Now, of course, it took them a couple of years because at one point they abandoned the bus in front of a restaurant, and the restaurant turned it into a relic. Um, but it's a really cool story about these, about this bus getting across the country. And, uh, it's really, it's, it just shows the Volkswagen culture and how people are. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to the bus culture in general is everybody is like, a, you're part of a family. The second you roll into an equation, like when we went to that, uh, when you and I, Nick went to the, um, uh, it was the durability run up in, uh, Leavenworth. Yeah. D- dude, I didn't know any of those people. I didn't know. Oh, no, I still, I'm, I still talk to them and I'm friends me, with them. Me Absolutely. too. Yeah. Right. And they were just, they, as far as I was concerned or as far as they were concerned, I had been part of their clan from the very beginning. They, well, they and were you brought, so cool. And you brought two vehicles and they still like, I, I was just, I was a, a, a grateful chauffeur, <laughs> you know, you're, you're the driver that got to take Alice, but I, I still talk to them this day. And I really do encourage if, if you're anywhere and you hear of a Volkswagen meet, go. 
because a lot of car shows, and I, I don't want to mention brands, are very closed. And right. VW meets, you go there, everybody will talk to you, and, and everybody has a story, and, and somebody will have a story that will relate to you no matter what. Yeah, it's really no neat. joke. It's really cool. Like you're friends with everybody instantly. And it makes it so much more fun and enjoyable as it relates to understanding the culture and the and the true story behind it. And it's everybody has a story. Like it, it's not uncommon for me to go get gas and have it take 20 minutes to get gas, four minutes to fill my tiny little tank. And, you know, the remaining 16 minutes to tell hear a story about somebody who was raised in that bus and you know, and it's, um, there's been a few times where an, an entire family has given me a story and I'm like, you've got to get in the bus, get in the bus and I'll take a picture of you because this is like huge. You did that with that, that night at kick and boot. Remember the girls were, or where was it? They oh no, that was at Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Tavern. Tavern. Hollywood yeah. Tavern, they were doing right. the engagement doing photos. photos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The engagement photos literally were just in, they hopped in the bus and had these, I, I still remember the picture of them like looking out the window. You've got it on your Instagram still yeah, yeah. of like this, we'd never met before. And he just pulls up and it's myself and the, I think I was, I don't know if it was in the GTR or the Z06, but you had your triumph, but the bus, man, we, we might as well have been invisible yeah. <laughs> when the, when the bus is around, it doesn't matter what you're driving. The bus is getting the attention. I mean, Outside of maybe a brand well, new Well, be honest, when he parks in front of the Triumph, you can't see the Triumph. But other than that. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but it is, it is amazing how much of a, a different response it is, too. Because, I mean, you pull up in sports cars, performance cars, or uh, trucks, or whatever kind of thing you're into, you're going to get a certain audience. No matter what kind of car guy you are, a really nice 21-window bus, especially yours, especially Stella, with the Safari windows open and the luggage on top, people just light up. They love it. Kids, older people, especially older people. But, I mean... You don't have to be an enthusiast of anything to look at that and put a smile on your face because you're just like, that just looks so fun. One of my favorite stories of when we took Alice and Stella was uh, we took a group of friends of ours and we went to Satchel St. Michelle and saw Steve Miller. And we sat in the parking lot and, and just had lunch and just kind of enjoyed ourselves. And people were coming from all over the parking lot. I mean, people were walking down the main road at Chateau and going, oh, wait a minute. There's two, there's two buses over there. I got to go over there. And they were just coming over and sharing stories. And it was so much fun. But I mean, to the point where we were in the concert and people, somebody, I was talking to some guy. I'm like, yeah, we were in the parking lot in the, in the V-Dubs. Oh my gosh, I saw those. I just wanted to come over and talk to you. I was like, well, not mine. <laughs> but it was, it's just so much fun, the camaraderie that comes with it. Yeah, the bus is really cool like that. I mean, it's, I've been really fortunate because um, I, I can't tell you how many gifts I've found in the bus, how many companies have, or people have reached out to me on Instagram and said, hey, I've got this really cool silkscreen shirt that I'm creating. Do you want one? But, Cheers uh, to her. But yeah. uh, at, at the end of the day, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, the, the bus has just it's been part of my life. And, uh, and I love the fact that I've met some really cool people through the process. And, um, you know, and it's, it's just it's, it's a culture. It's a it's a family atmosphere. People are just they you become their family right out of the gate. Well, not only is it you become their family, but it, it's a family vehicle. I mean, you know, Jason, and I went on that drive, and so many people had their families with them. They were driving in the buses and and the, and the and the Beatles, and there was a gentleman there that had an original. It was a original Beetle. Uh, what year was? Like, remember, it was the the gentleman. That, um, and he drove it over there. It was like the first year of the Beetle. It was like the first Beetle to come to the United States or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's a huge story behind yeah, that one. Was, it, it really, and for, for what he was doing and camping in a dirt lot with us and having a great time and you know uh, having a few beers with us. And then and this story comes out about the fact that it was like the first VW Beetle. There was, I don't remember the exact story. and I probably should have, but it was incredible. Yeah. it's A lot of people buy into cars 
or buy into a brand. And the nice thing about the Volkswagen brand so much, especially the buses and the old Beatles is you're not buying into a pretentious brand. There's a lot of brands people buy into because they want the instant status of saying, look at me and look at what I've got. And that shallow culture of especially newer exotics that we see often. And those aren't the people we remember, by the way. It's one thing I'd love to talk about more on another show maybe is that uh, there's very different kinds of culture in cars. The best thing about the Volkswagen bus brand is how welcoming it is to everybody. It doesn't, it's like the first question isn't, what do you do and how much do you make? And it's, it, those are normal that what you do and how you've gotten something is a very normal line of questioning in exotics. It's what do you do? What's broken? How can I help you fix it? Right. That's right. the questions. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not a matter of like, of, of this constant, uh, fighting for status and elevation. I mean, obviously when you have like a, you know, a safari bus, it's like, you're rolling in with pretty much the best of the best when you've got, a, you know, when the safari windows are open on the rock. People who know Volkswagen look at that and go, holy crap, that is, that is special. That's very special. But it's also not, I'm not here to one-up you. And there is definitely that culture that we try to avoid, and I think we do a very good job here in, in the Northwest compared to other places like California where it's uh, this constant one-up culture. But that's the best thing about the Volkswagen brand, that I mean, wherever we go... Like you said, it doesn't matter what you're into. It's just like, this is so cool. I'm happy to see it. And it's it's very welcoming. I mean, and you're very welcoming to other people getting in your bus, which is constantly rewarding about two other people. I mean, not just to yourself, but it's like, I see the looks on people's faces when they get to sit in it and stuff and just how you've just made their day so much better. And that's... Jason's a hugger. I am a big hugger, se- man. Secretly, he's just, he wants the story. I wouldn't even say secretly. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's an open hugger. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, in, in tying this back in, like I said, you, your father sat you down and you wanted a Lamborghini and he said, this is the car to have. And, and coming full circle, you know, that's the car you own now. But, you know, after that conversation with your father and, and between now, where did your car passion go? Because, I mean, you've had some interesting cars throughout <laughs> yeah. your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what'd you start with? Yeah, uh, it was a 1972 AMC Gremlin. That is awesome. It was so awesome, man. That car rocked. What color? It was white. Okay. Oh, it was great. It was white, and, uh, you know, inline six, the thing was anger management all day long. And again, you know what sold it was I looked at the speedometer, and I was like, yeah, this thing does 180. <laughs> Downhill yeah. on a tow truck, maybe, or not even that. Maybe falling out of a plane. <laughs> a know? lot have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that car, I had so much fun in that car. I can't even, I can't even tell you. I mean, it was, um, uh, you know, ultimately it was one of those cars that I drove around like a tank, and I, I abused it. I mean, and I just had so much fun. I ended up totaling it, uh, and uh, but I mean, it was by far the most fun I've had. Now, don't get me wrong. The time I had that car, I didn't have a single date. Literally not one person wanted to get in that car. Hey, baby, want to ride my Gremlin was not a uh, something that worked? You know, I tried everything, you know, laying across the hood. You know, I mean, I was just anything I could do, right? Just to try to get attention. You know, I, I tried to do like lift some weights. I think there I was are photos doing... of that. Just <laughs> You know, for research purposes, of yeah, course. A- asking for a friend. I'm asking, yeah, I, I get it. for a friend. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get that, Nick. Uh, Gremlin research stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, a, you know, and people just thought it was the ugliest car. And the thing is, is I was like, no, this car is awesome. This car is so great. But nobody wanted to ride in it. And they just, they missed out. They missed out on an epic vehicle. What have you had through the years? That's a pretty dang great first car. It, it is. It is. So I paid 275 bucks for that car. And, uh, and I, I thought on a payment plan. So I thought that was pretty impressive. And, uh, but I really, it's funny. I haven't had a ton of cars I've had. Um, well, I shouldn't say that 
I kind of, I've had a lot of cars. So, um, I had a, uh, a Honda CRX that, uh, I was, uh, into a totally different scene. It might as well have been just the, the straight up tuner scene. And, uh, uh, I had it lowered. I had neons underneath it. I had two big monster 15 inch subwoofers in it. And, uh, and I used to, um, just see what I can do to make that stereo as loud as possible. And so I had a lot of fun with that car. Um, you know, and I've kind of had a mouth on me a little bit. So I got myself in trouble a few times cause you know, like I get pulled over for the lights and this is remember, you know, back in the day when the neon lights, that was kind of new, right? So people were trying to figure out, is this legal? Is this not legal? It's a distraction. I've had the ticket many times. Yeah. In yeah. I had a ticket too. In fact, my mm-hmm. ticket was, and I mean, all due respect, knowing that I've got family in law enforcement, I, the ticket was that I was impersonating an emergency vehicle. Now, they weren't flashing. It wasn't doing anything. Again, small town, right? So they're still yeah. trying to figure out what the heck I'm up to. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a smart aleck kid. I'm about 5'5". Five, five. I weigh about 110 pounds. And I'm rolling some car like this. And I've got neon lights underneath it, which were awesome, by the way. And so they'd pull me over. And I finally was like, I don't think this is right. I don't, I, I don't see how I'm impersonating that and they're green and they're, <laughs> they're so, not even red or blue. They're so angry. <laughs> and so I, I went to a lo- the district attorney actually. And I said, Hey, is this something that, you know, I had a meeting with them and I was like, is this legal? And, uh, you know, we sat there in his office and I think he was more tripped out that this kid was trying to figure out what the story was mainly because I didn't want to take them off because they were so awesome. And, uh, uh, and it was, um, he, we determined that they were legal. And so, um, he wrote me a letter and he said, okay, if you get pulled over, did you do this in Spokane? No, no, I did not do oh, okay, this in Spokane. Okay, I mean, yeah, yeah Jason yeah. and I both have a Spokane connection, but I just, yeah. that's where I was pulled over the most in, is in Spokane. And I actually had police edition flashers in mind. So oh, I was wow. given that ticket for that reason. Okay. They were white. Uh, yeah, but still, <laughs> yeah, still, I totally understand your yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and so then I'd get pulled over and, uh, um, you know, and the, of course they would still write me a ticket and then I would go get it dismissed. And then it just became, you know, I was, I was getting mouthy about it because, you know, I was a teenager and I thought I was right and well, I was right, but it, I had, I could have had handled myself better on how I was depicting no, yeah, how yeah. right I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the district attorney said, I actually went as far as having my personalized license plate and it was, I'm legal. And, uh, that, that didn't land very well because, um, they would actually walk up to the front door and they'd be like, Hey, what's up, Mr. I'm legal. And it just, it, it I caused, just mean my age. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's all day, it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a dancer. Totally. <laughs> a ballet dancer. Right. Yeah. A good one too. A good one. I, yeah, I can absolutely. pirouette right absolutely. here on the street for you. You just, absolutely. yeah. But, uh, you know, I learned, I learned a couple of hard lessons that way. And I thought that was really wise. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get in any permanent trouble, but I definitely, uh, I, uh, it, it gave me a, a lesson in how to be respectful to the local law enforcement pretty quick, which was a good thing. And so I had that car and then, um, I got rid of that car. And then I had another Honda Civic, which was funny, a Honda Civic. It was an EX. I was pretty proud of that car. Ooh, VTEC. Yeah. VTEC, yeah. man. Do a wishbone suspension like a boss. VTEC. So everybody, you know, would line up to not look at that car. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and, and so. <laughs> that's the best line. Everybody lines up to not look at it. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was fun though. I enjoyed that car a lot. And, uh. Uh, and then I decided I was going to start getting into trucks cause I was really getting, um, a lot heavier into dirt bikes at the time. And, and so I picked up a little Toyota Tacoma and then, um, had a f- great time with that. The, uh, I sold that was a, a four cylinder Toyota Tacoma. And then I sold that one for a V6 Tacoma, Ooh. which I used to take out to the Glamis sand dunes and rally all day long because that thing was just, you know, super light standard cab with a V6. That thing was a beast going through the sand dunes. And, um, 
Uh, then I got rid of that, and then I got my big F F two fifty. I think you had that when I first met you, but you were just selling it. I like, just sold it. Yeah, yeah you had just I, sold yeah. it. Yeah, and that one was fully customized. That was built for the sand dunes as well, and way too much money in the suspension and that stuff. And that was just a big monster, just truck, and uh, and that was fun. But it was just at the point where I was, it was just I didn't need a, a vehicle like that anymore, so I got rid of it. And then uh, that's when I picked up um, the RS four. And uh, was really stoked about that car because that um, I, well, I picked it up brand new what, eight years ago, and I think I just just broke about thirty five thousand miles or so on it. So um, it's uh, it's pretty yeah, funny. But, I mean, Dan's grinning, but I mean, and we are very good friends with Jason. He drives Stella a lot. Well, and but, when I had the R eight, I drove the R eight a lot. Well, you know, but my point is, like, you drive your cars. Like, everybody mm. sit there and go, "Well, oh, you're not driving your RS four. You do drive your RS four because we live in Seattle and it rains a lot." And but you know, sure. But, oh yeah, no, I do drive country. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. exactly. So I do drive it. I, it's funny because, you know, when you when when you're lucky to have a bus to choose from, you're like, okay, if it's sun sunny out, I'm riding the bus. You know, and before the bus, if it was sunny out, I was in the R eight. You know, yeah. you know, the the RS four just kind of sat around a lot. And but I refuse to get rid of that car. That car is so much fun. No, and, you should never get yeah, rid of that car. No. That's, that's one of the best looking cars Audi's ever made. Period. Yeah, I agree. I, I to this day, I, until we get and we, and we never will a true RS six wagon, the new ones with the fender flares that we will never see here because Audi sucks now. That is my dream Audi, the RS six Avant. Oh yeah, yeah the the new one. The, yeah. Oh know. yeah, no no, it's legit. Oh have my you, god. Have you had an opportunity to see his new ride? No, huh? Yeah, I got an S four now. Yeah, I mean I saw it online. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I haven't awesome seen it in person. Car. Yeah, awesome, awesome yeah. car. I mean, we just, I didn't realize Dan and I did some work on it, and I didn't realize how far those engines sit back under the dashboard. Really, like we were, we had the front bumper off to work on the grill, and like I mean, I've never I've never actually seen it on the hood of your RS4, but I mean, oh, I'm sure that V8's crammed in there. It yeah. is, and not I mean, only is it crammed well, your in there, V6 but V6 is crammed. The engine there. is actually sits further ahead than the headlights do. Yeah, it's pretty I didn't sweet. Know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. that car was built for rally. It was pretty impressive. I, the Very engineering behind that car is ridiculous. And to have a, a car with a built-in roll cage is where it's built into the frame. I that's forgot pretty, about that. That's pretty yeah. impressive as well. Yeah. yeah. So that and was comfortable. Yeah. I mean, if you think about that car, I mean, that was the original Audi supercar as it relate. They took that motor out, that V8, and they put it in the first R8. And so um, they really, I mean, that was like their, their flagship car. They were really proud of that car for a, a long time. And then, of course, they've, they spun off in a bunch of different directions, of course. But... Um, and then the R8, of course, just r rallied on everybody. So, you mean, you, you, you have the two beautiful buses. You've owned the R8. Where do, where do you see your automotive future going? Do you see yourself staying in the, in the Volkswagen field? Do you want something fast again? Do you want something? I mean, the RS4 is not slow. <laughs> No, so, I mean, no, you really true, do, truly do have a four-door supercar. So, Well, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is my problem is, is that um, I get the itch. And... Uh, you know, you I get a cream for that. What you do? Yeah, oh, I saw that in your restroom. Yes. Yeah, when I was in the green room back there, I was wondering oh, what cream. that was all about. <laughs> yeah, no pudding cups back there, man. But it would be nice if you, you know, if you're gonna have a guest, don't I'm let her sit to back vanilla there. and tapioca. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it's funny. I uh, I've got a love for Lamborghini all day long, and um, you know, I mean, a car that I'm really every time I see, I get the chills, and that's the the Super Trofeo Stradale. I think that car is just absolutely stunning. Um, you know, we had a lot of fun in Brian's super Legera and, uh, which, you know, as we all know, the fate of that car, unfortunately, unfortunate uh, fuel leak, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it, poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Brian. Yeah. Right. Pouring one out for Brian right yeah. now. 
Uh, well, it's car anyway. <laughs> for the car. Brian, Brian's okay, everyone. Brian's Let okay. me just be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. the car, but you know we did love the car more than Brian. And, and so we knew the car's name before we knew Brian's. We did, we did. In fact, we actually we came friends with Brian because we were friends with the car first. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely, it yeah. just invited Brian along, and we thought to ourselves, "Gosh, you know, we need to invite he was him jealous. now." <laughs> it was weird. He was all looking through the window. It's just got it's, it's the, got dark. Can the Super Leggera come out and yeah, play? Yeah, it's like, well, you, the Super Leggera can, but you can stay outside. Yeah. Well. Luckily, now we can go bug Kevin since he's got his twin turbo. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That car terrifies me. I know. I can't It's wait. just terrifying. So um, He just got the new Tesla, too. He got a P100. Did he really? Yeah, which probably is faster off the line. Jeez, yeah, totally. Because of traction. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's okay. I mean, he's dating Judy, so she'll keep him safe. Yeah, 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 that's good. She's the writer. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, though. She's got a wicked backhand. Yeah, she knows <laughs> yeah. how to ride a bike, Yeah, too. she'll show yeah. what time it is. <laughs> so that, that's good. With a watch on her backhand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I don't know. You know, I get the itch. Um, if you never I were to know get what a, your next car is until you buy it. You really don't. That's but true. Yeah. But if I were to get another supercar, it would definitely be a Lamborghini, just because that's... I still have a huge love from my heart for a Lamborghini, and every time I see one, I you know I drool over it. So it'd be a lot of fun to have. It's just it, um, it's just when the moment makes sense. Well, and you and you initially did the smart thing. You you bought a Lamborghini. You bought a rear-mounted V10. That's true. Spider. That's true. You know, yeah, it, 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 it is a Lamborghini car by all means. Yeah. Jason and I uh, have a fondness for the for the Huracan Spider, and we were driving down to on a drive and we, we had the opportunity to drive somebody else's hurricane spider realize that even though i'm short we both still stick above the windshield uh, thanks michelle yeah, yeah thanks no kidding yeah yeah that was Great rough car, but it was like oh like, my oh. heart sank actually I when yeah, i had that I moment it's super disappointing you get yeah. one and you, it's such a beautiful car but in the convertible um for crash safety standards the windshield line is actually lower than the sedan quite a bit i don't mean a little bit like six or eight inches right so for us uh, for jason and i we're staring right at the top of the visor not up the windshield. It's terrible. You kind of got to, you'll fit with the top up in it, but you still can't see out of it. Yeah. But in the sedan, you fit perfectly, which is fine. In, in my book, I think the new Performante is probably one of my dream cars. That is, I think, the best looking Lamborghini on the market today, even over the Aventador. I think it's just perfect. That yeah. new, the carbon they've got, the forged carbon yeah. that's out, on the wing. And out the of splitter. here in Seattle, yeah, out of the carbon Seattle. fiber lounge oh, here. Man, that car lounge. is just, <laughs> it, just seeing it on the interior too, how it's just integrated into the design of the entire car. Oh, yeah. it just melts me. That thing is just perfect. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Do you need a moment, Dan? I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this got awkward fast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's take another quick break and we'll come back and close out our show for the night. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars, get your first session free. And we're back. Um, Jason, thanks for being here. We had a really good time. It's yeah. always fun to talk about Stella. Like, even talking good. about her is fun, let alone seeing it and riding <laughs> it. It's just... Yeah, it was great. It was a great time. So everybody out there, follow Stella the Bus on Instagram if you want to see Stella. She's got her own agent, and you'll and see Alice, her. Alice is on Stella the Bus as well. Both it, the girls are on the same page. So, yes, yeah. and they are definitely named. Uh, also, I'm sure you'll have them out at Exotics when we open up. I will indeed. Yep. Yeah, they so will be both there. You'll find us in the parking lot of Hollywood <laughs> Tavern <laughs> often as well. <laughs> yeah, Never. <laughs> all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. They know us by name. We're the norms of Hollywood Tavern. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Uh, additional, we went, I wanted to shout out to Mule. They hooked up our friends at Driver's Club. Uh, Driver's Club brought them their new Ford Raptor, and they did uh, an intercooler kit on it, Baja Designs lighting, 
turned out awesome. So I, and I know uh, our friends at Drivers Club are really happy with the work. So I was glad to see that they made that connection. As usual, Mule did awesome work. Again, not sponsors. We just, it's good to support people who support the car community. And those guys are always doing something for it to help everybody out. So yeah, and we appreciate really appreciate it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, I mean, I think that'll be the end of it. Like we said, thank you, Jason, for coming. Um, this was episode 21 of Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.